thank you for for whatever you want to say to our hearts this morning that set us free to be the church that we're called to be, to be the people that we're called to be. Thank you for refreshment, such refreshment that can only come from your spirit. Right now, God, I acknowledge your presence. And I just invite you to take these things that we've gone through throughout the week and and to use this thing, this mouth, um, to speak forward what you would have me speak forward in the way that you would have me speak it. God, I don't apologize for how you work through me. Forgive me if I ever have. And as we listen, that's what we want. We want what you have to speak to us. And Holy Spirit, I know your heart to speak to every person individually, but also to us collectively as a church. We are a people. We are not just people, we are a people. And we present ourselves as a people to you to accomplish whatever you want to through us as the body of Christ. I thank you for such encouragement here today as we just pursue you together. In Jesus' name, can y'all say amen? Are you tired of empty, negative, discouraging chatter? Okay, well, we're going in the right direction then. (laughs) You guys, God has something so much better. He has something so much better. This message today might be corrective. No, I'm getting corrected too. Okay? We're in this thing together. I don't know where it ever got twisted that like the preacher up here has everything mastered. (laughs) It doesn't happen. But we grow as a people together and God works through this gift to speak to us as a people so we can grow together. Amen? And I think God wants to spend some time in our church talking about our talk. What are we talking about? What are we talking about? Because we can say we're tired of this empty, negative, discouraging chatter, but we can also be the number one participants. There's such opportunity. Just imagine... Just imagine for a second all of the ridiculous, peripheral, 
hot topics that we spend so much time talking about, so much time preaching about. What if we took all of that time and put Jesus on our lips? What if? What if? No, I mean, really, though. What if we spent all that time that we spend talking about COVID, masks, vaccines, etc., etc., and we started preaching the gospel? Like, like, what are we doing? What are we doing? We. I'm sick of it. I'm so sick of it. I'm so sick of it, and I think God's sick of it, and there's so much room for us to grow forward and to, to shine. We've become dull. We've lost our flavor. We can shine in this earth as we yield these things, and we can see the world. I'm not playing. The world starting here. In our relationships, the world change for good. What are we doing with this thing? I find, I find like seriously, I'm finding daily, I have to correct myself. I have to make corrections. I have to go, oh no, this conversation's going into that hot mess. <laughs> Anybody else? Yes. Like, it's just like, it's just like, and like, I'm over it. Like, even, we were, we were celebrating on Christmas Eve, you know, and <laughs> some of us hadn't seen each other for a little while in my family, you know. And I'm sure I get, I don't know, maybe y'all get just as much talk about all this stuff as I do, but holy moly, I feel like I've just been bombarded with this stuff, everybody's opinions about everything. And so it's Christmas Eve, and you know, of course, the conversation starts going where it inevitably feels like it has to go, because it's been the default masks. It's the, we're celebrating the birth of Jesus. And we're talking about fabric on our faces. Like, what? What are we, what are we doing? Just wake up, church. Wake up. What are we doing? And I am, my intention is in no way to condemn. It is simply for all of us to go, oh, what are we doing? What are we doing? And again, I find myself doing this. So, of course, Christmas Eve, I remember it might have been a little abrupt, but I didn't even care because everybody was like, yeah. We were like starting to go down that road. I was like, nope, not today. I said that. I'm like, nope, not today. We're not talking, not the mask thing. Nope, moving on. And you know what? Everybody was cool with it because everybody's sick of it. But we all just like, it's like autopilot. We default our way into disaster. And we just chew on poop. And we expect our breath to be good. We're turning off the world with our poopy breath. What are you eating? <laughs> In conversation, 
where do we inevitably land? What's the trajectory? Where are we going? I think that if we were honest and we observed the trajectory of the majority of our conversations, we could say a lot of us would be confronted with some idols. The place your conversation will inevitably land will highlight to you the idols in your life and my life. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 29. Uh, if, if you would, please, if it's helpful for you, uh, I'd love to keep you all along for the ride. So I have some words up here in bold. Um, those are just bold for emphasis. Okay, so feel free to read those with us as we go along. It says this, let no unwholesome word. Uh, if you want to know what unwholesome means, if you look it up, it means useless unfit for use. Let no unwholesome word come out of your mouth already, but if there is any good word for edification according to the need of the moment, say that so that it will give grace to those who hear. So that it will give grace to those who hear. Is what we're saying giving Grace. Are we letting unwholesome words come out of our mouths? Anybody? I know I am. I know I let it happen. I know I let it happen. And I'm so grateful for the Spirit of God, the master encourager, because when he corrects us, he's not just like, oh, well, this conversation's lost. Shame on you. You know what I mean? It's not at all what he does. Since he is the chief encourager, he can encourage us in how to be encouraging. He can show us how to be grace givers according to the need of the moment. I think we're letting a lot of the generalities distract us from the needs of the moment. While we're out here, eh, well, masks are evil, masks are salvation, vaccines are evil, vaccines are salvation, etc., etc. While all of this is going on, we're forgetting, oh, there's a person here who's actually dealing with a real life situation. It's like a cop out, church. Instead of going, oh, I'm supposed to love my neighbor, we're screaming at the world. Are y'all picking up what I'm putting down? It, we have a message that can change the world, but we change the world by real-life interactions, one-on-one. -on -one. One conversation even at a time, one blessing at a time. And again, we just like talk about a they. They, who is they? Anytime you say they, you might as well say we. It's wild, all of this judgment, all of this madness. The people that said they in the New Testament were rebuked by Jesus regularly. Let's get out of this. Vomit. It's what it is. 
It's vomit and it's rancid. And I'm sick of getting puked on and I'm sick of puking on people. I'm sick of it. I want blessing to pour out of this thing. I want to encourage people. I want to see real life situations changed for God instead of kidnapped by these stupid conversations. I'm just sick of it. Like, I'm just sick of it. I'm so sick of it. And I think you are too. But we need to make a change. We need to make a change. That change has a lot to do with this thing. Right here. What are you saying? What are you speaking? Second Timothy 2, 16 through 17a. Y'all ready? But avoid worldly and empty chatter, for it will lead to further ungodliness. And their talk will spread like gangrene. How many of y'all want some gangrene? <laughs> I don't want gangrene. I've never personally seen gangrene. It sounds nasty, man. I don't even want to Google it. I did like, you know how you can choose if you Google like the web or you Google images? You know, I made sure to stick with the web when I Googled gangrene. I was not going to go images because I just wanted to know what he was even referencing, you know? And when it talks about one, as we participate in this worldly and empty chatter, notice it leads to further ungodliness. I think a lot of us are spending a ton of time trying to be truth seekers. And you are deceived into preaching an inferior truth. I know there's facts about all sorts of things. And like people are all caught up in this like conspiracy stuff. Like everything is a conspiracy. And here's the deal, guys. I'm not up here today saying they're all wrong about everything. There's no such thing as conspiracy. Guys, there's always been such thing as conspiracy. Duh. I'm sorry, but duh. Congratulations. You, you, you get to find more and more depravity. Keep on that weird little rabbit hole you're running down. And we find ourselves accidentally being the mouthpieces of Satan, communicating the truths of his accomplishments rather than fixing our eyes on Jesus. Guys, this life is short. Gangrene or gospel, you choose. But I'm not going to stand in any kind of authority in this church and be like, yeah, gangrene's cool. Because it's not. You want to know something interesting? Can we pull that back up? Gangrene is not contagious from one person to another. So this isn't talking about, okay, well, my gangrene is going to spread to some other person out there. This is talking about spreading within a body. And I don't want the gangrene. I, I'm not all fixed up in telling the world what to do. I'm fixed up in telling the world who Jesus is. But when it comes to the church, we need to realize this gangrene 
will spread. You know what's interesting? Uh, gangrene, we have some doctors in the house, so feel free to, nope. <laughs> but I did a teensy bit of research on what can cause gangrene. One of the ways is blood supply being cut off. Yeah, y'all know what I'm saying. Blood supply being cut off. Um, okay, so we're a body, right? Um, I think sometimes as pieces of this body, members of this body, we so choose to participate and embrace in such divisive, extracurricular, peripheral nonsense that we cut ourselves off from the body of Christ. I'm not calling you an apostate. What I am saying is we are duped into dividing and isolating ourselves. There's no blood flow. And the body is dying. The body of Christ will not die. But we have a part to play. Amen? I also like blood being cut off. Hello, let the blood of Jesus into your conversations. Let the blood of Jesus infiltrate what you say and do. Gangrene can also be a bacteria situation. It's like a bacteria that invades an area. Once more, what are we saying? What are we spreading? Is what we're saying bringing healing? Is what we're saying encouraging? Is what we're saying bringing people to Jesus? Or are we just trying to convince ourselves and one another that we're right? That's Pharisee syndrome. Guys, the gospel can change everything. I'm telling you, I was, I was like, I didn't know God at all. I didn't know God at all before I embraced him. At all. And I had a lot of opinions, <laughs> you can imagine. I had a lot of opinions, and a lot of those opinions were like very antithetical to who I now know God to be. You know what changed me? This meme on Facebook. It was a miracle. I, I was scrolling, and all of a sudden, there was this two-sentence thing that someone was saying, and it changed my mind completely. It was, no, that's not what changed me. An argument with a really, really zealous Christian that I was wrong about this specific thing and I needed to change or else. No, that wasn't it. You know what got in? His love. His love via believers who rather than wasting their time arguing, highlighting depravity, Speaking all this nastiness, they spoke love and blessing, and it was different. God working in the Carlson family. I saw a city set on a hill. Let's be that. Please. I'm just thinking, like, we forget how many people are hurting so bad. 
the gospel will set them free. The gospel. What are you saying? What are you speaking? Where do we inevitably land? I want the inevitable landing place of our conversations to be the love of God in Christ Jesus. Not judgment. Not division. Not all the stuff. Jesus. Jesus is Lord. He's the center. And so everything, if if we're on a path, it should come back to him. And this this takes being intentional. Even, even yesterday, D- Daniel, we were hanging out. And there was a moment there. Now, I'm not saying anytime se- anyone says anything about any of this stuff, you need to go, nope! You know what I mean? Like, relax. But what I am saying is even Daniel, Becca, Kara, and I were hanging out yesterday. And, and Minneapolis has some new stuff with regulations and stuff regarding vaccines or proof of testing or whatever. And so we were talking, and I love getting dinner in Minneapolis, you know? And so it kind of impacted me in a way. And so I was like, okay, you know, like, we started going down this road. And it was okay that we talked about it, but I could see that we could have continued to talk about it. And it could have unraveled and turned into this nasty, like, weird, like, well, this is the way we think everyone should You know what I'm saying? But Daniel, where did we land? We landed at Jesus. We were talking about God and his heart for people. We were talking, and, and I'm not saying to be like, ha, 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 remember, God's been working on me. All I'm saying is our default should not be anything other than Christ. And when we find ourselves going down the path, ask the Spirit of God to help lead and guide you into all truth. He's called the spirit of truth, amen? Then who does he lead us to? Jesus. Jesus. Let's look at Ephesians 4.29 again. I'm not saying that we, in every conversation, you know, talking about preaching Jesus, you know, I'm not saying every conversation needs to be usurped. And like immediately hard left turn into like, oh wait, this is whatever, so Jesus, you know. That's not what I'm saying. What I am saying is again that our conversation, we like, we get the opportunity to let the Spirit of God redirect conversations through us into Him and into holiness. And it's so refreshing. Guys, it's so refreshing. Like when was the last time you guys were refreshed by a conversation about COVID? Anybody? So maybe we ought to change the subject. You know what I mean? But we all need to know all these things. I, okay, even, even if there's a point of that that's like, okay, don't be ignorant, whatever, but like, do we need to focus on them? Do we need to fix our eyes on them? Do we need to continue to... It's like I had this like almost out-of-body experience where I was seeing this conversation. It was like, it was like, it's like I was seeing someone reading an article and then just vomiting and then vomiting and then vomiting and saying the same thing over and over again. 
What if it was the gospel? Instead of this spew. Oh, well, that's just the evangelist in you. No. No, stop. You don't get to discredit the call of the church. No. We are called to be the church and to speak the gospel. Not just the, oh, that's just, you know. No, us, guys. All of us together. Just imagine, imagine tomorrow if every one of us, we go into our workplaces, we go into wherever, maybe you're at home with your kids, maybe whatever, wherever you find yourself, just imagine if instead of talking about all the stuff, you talked about the goodness of God in Christ Jesus. Imagine if you went to work and talked about the goodness of, I can't talk about that at work. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. I love you. Do your job. Don't just like, I'm not working. I'm getting my Bible. Everyone listen. Yeah, if you do that, then you're, you're, you don't do that. But what I'm saying is there's opportunities for all of us tomorrow to preach the gospel. Whew. That's good news, man. We're going to see, we're going to see, like, like, y'all, our lives are going to change. And the lives of those around us are going to change. And this morning when we were praying before service, I just saw, like, it was like God was saying, the visage of your church will be a smile. Woo! Like a smile! Like, y'all remember what a smile looked like? Like, come on. Like, it's like, it was like, and like, we've been through some trauma, y'all. Like, I'm not dismissing that. Like, we've been through some stuff. I have cried myself on the ground. Like, I've dealt with the depression. I've dealt with the attacks. I've dealt with the stuff. And I'm probably still dealing with all of it. But what I'm saying is, I'm not going to wait to praise the Lord. I'm not going to wait to change this thing. Because if this doesn't change, nothing's going to change. Nothing will change. We are setting the path of our life with this thing. Oh, he said, man, he's so good. <laughs> Yo, I'm stoked. Like, I genuinely believe this can be a turning point for our church. I genuinely believe that. Like, I'm not just talking. Like, I actually believe that, you guys. Let's start preaching the gospel. Let's preach the gospel. Don't preach the news. Don't preach the whatevers. Preach the gospel. Me too. Me too. Not just on Sundays. In everyday life. In the Passion Translation, says this, and never let ugly or hateful words come from your mouth, but instead let your words become beautiful gifts that encourage others. Do this by speaking words of grace to help them. God wants to help. He wants to help. And we get to be a part of helping people by the words we speak. These things can be gifts. And not like the weird kind of surprise gift that you open and you're bummed out about. Like real gifts. You know? 
an actual gift. I'm not saying stick our head in the sand. I'm saying take it out of the trash. You don't have to, oh, nothing's happening. You don't have to do that. I'm just saying we have been dumpster diving and we smell like it. Eek. Whoa. Yeah, okay, whoa. Coming in hot. Me too. I want to smell like the fragrance of heaven and the spirit of God. When we walk in a room, there is a tangible difference because the spirit of God in us and because we're allowing him to speak through us, God talk. Now, I could come up here and I could say, okay, we gotta stop talking about this. And we need to start talking about this. But if there's not a change in this, it's all just a bunch of phony baloney. Okay, so I, I thought a good place to start in this series would be a little palate cleanser. Can y'all say palate cleanser? That's going to be the subtitle of today's message. A palate cleanser. I think we all need a little swish. You know what I mean? Let's all see. Y'all ever just like, if y'all ever like come to a moment to where you realize your breath stinks? You ever been there? Man, I've had one of those moments. I like aged cheese. Oh, baby, I'll tell you what. You eat some aged cheese, make sure you got some mints around, you know? Because it's like, it's just like, eh, eh. But there's a truth that what you put in this thing, what you chew on, what you consume, will inevitably impact the way your breath smells, the way you speak. And we need to change this. We need to change what we're consuming. What are you consuming? What are you listening to? What are you watching? There's a lot of obvious things that come to mind, right? Luke 6.45. This is Jesus speaking. The good person out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth what is good. And the evil person out of the evil treasure brings forth what is evil. Y'all ready? For his mouth speaks from that which fills his heart. What's filling your heart? What's filling your heart? What's in here? What's in here? What are you chewing on? What are you meditating on? Y'all know the scriptural word meditate means to chew on? To chew what are you chewing on? It matters. What we listen to matters. What we watch matters. And yes, I'm talking about your Netflix. Yes, I'm talking about your news. Yes, I'm talking about YouTube. Good night. Yes, we're talking about YouTube, yeah. Yes, we're talking about those articles. Yes, we're talking about what the person, the, the person whose voice you give a lot of credit in your life. We're talking about those relationships. We're talking, what are we consuming? What are we letting in? And what are we chewing on? What are we actively pursuing? 
I know y'all search for stuff, just like I search for stuff. What goes in the search bar? What are we looking for? When you open up Spotify, what are you looking for? So I wanted to take a moment to look at these words, kind of break down what they mean in the Greek. First of all, good treasure. The word good is G18, it's agathos. And it means of good constitution or nature, useful. Y'all remember how empty or unwholesome meant unfit for use? This is saying there's some useful words. Pleasant, agreeable, joyful! Can y'all say joyful? Happy! Guys, put a smile on. Put a smile on everybody. Is that McDonald's? No. Where does that come from? Everybody, come on, put a smile on. Y'all, I'm a 90s kid. I don't know. I consumed a lot. (laughs) Excellent, distinguished, upright, honorable. Treasure. G, 2344. Have y'all ever seen Friends? Yeah, well, in Friends, they saw Ross. You're welcome. You won't forget how to say that Greek word. I'm just saying. They saw Ross. The place in which good and precious things are collected and laid up. Collected treasures. The good person out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth that which is good. Is this the stuff that's coming out of us? Is this the stuff we're eating, consuming? And is this the stuff that's coming out of us? Or, are y'all ready? You might get a little prick here, and I love you. I got pricked too, okay? Are you not ready? You're not ready? Are you ready? Okay, cool. Let's look at evil treasure. (laughs) Poneros. Full of labors. Annoyances. That one really got me. That one right there. Am I storing up and talking about annoyances. That one just like smoked me. I was like, oh no. Hardships. Pressed and harassed. Bringing toils, perils, bad of a bad nature and condition. You see, the word evil treasure is just that one word. There aren't two words for it. I.e. nastiness. But annoyance is really, how often, how often are we thinking about things that annoy us? How often are we talking about things that annoy us? Like, it's pretty frequent, right? Okay, so we can change direction. Y'all know what repent means? We're going to... Turn around and speak life. We're... ah, Turn around. Yum, God's word. Hmm. Joy, happiness. Like, come on, man. The alternative is so much better. I find it interesting that the word treasure is used for evil, like it's evil treasure. You can treasure evil things. I'm not saying they're treasures, but you can give things a place in your life that they certainly do not deserve. 
And if we do that, that's where we're going to land. That's what we're going to talk about. This thing is a gauge of this thing. And so what I'm saying is we need to eat good. We need to eat God. Digest, chew on God. Speak God. God talk. Amen? Jeremiah 15, 16. Your words were found and I ate them. And your words became a joy to me and the delight of my heart. You guys, what are we eating? His words. Our God is so good. Our God is so good. Our God is so good. And I... He wants in, you know? As we sit around talking and talking and yapping, he just gets to the back seat and it grieves him. We grieve the Spirit of God. As we flex on our new special knowledge. Does your special knowledge point to Jesus? Is your special knowledge bringing encouragement to people so they can see God clearly and experience his love in a real way that could transform their life because if it doesn't, your special knowledge is a waste. It's not knowledge, it's stupidity. I love you and I've done the same. I'm not even saying it's not true. Again, it's an inferior truth. I want my epitaph to be like spokesperson of Jesus. <laughs> Ambassador for Christ with the ministry of reconciliation. That's what we've been called to preach. Not wasting our time in empty chatter, empty worldly chatter. He's got something better. Put a smile on. Psalm 34 8. Y'all ready for this? Da -da -da. Taste and see. That the Lord is good. What do you got to do? You got to taste and see that he is good. How blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. You see, I'm not just saying speak good. I'm saying taste good. Eat good. Palate cleanser. Hello. Taste good. Digest good. Speak good. There's a lot of stuff that needs course correction in here. And all of our opinions and articles and Mickey, 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 Mickey ain't going to squat. The gospel and God's word will. It'll change everything. So we're going to go through just a couple of quick check, a checklist of how you can see um, or how you can palette check. Palette check. Thank you. <laughs> one by one, let's go ahead with the first one. Is what you're consuming, does it bring fear or hope? Does it bring fear or hope? Does it discourage 
or encourage? Does it make you feel insecure and less than or secure and whole? Does it stir up judgment and criticism or forgiveness, love, and grace? Does it bless or curse? And does it cause division or bring reconciliation? I think we could run a lot of what we're consuming through this filter, and we might make some different decisions. And this isn't like Stephen's special filter. Like, <laughs> like, I believe that God says God does these things. He is he brings hope. He encourages us. He shows us that we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Amen? That we are whole, that we've been made whole in him. That we have been called to forgive and love and give grace and we are called to bless and not curse. And again, we've been given the message of reconciliation. Don't assume because something is branded as Christian, it is good for you. I can call a turd a gold medal, doesn't mean you're going to want to hang it around your neck. I'm just being real with you, man. Like, it's going gonna, it's gonna to stain you. You're going to be all nasty. You're going to be going up to people like, look at this wonderful thing. And they're going to be like, you're pinching a turd. What are you... This is gross. And like we're accidentally thinking we're like communicating this truth. It's like the only truth that we want to be going, look, is Jesus. Is Jesus. If you're going, look at anything other than that, you are off course. Hear me clearly. You are off course. And here's the good news. The Spirit of God is right there to encourage us in the way to go. Amen? I don't want to be the fool with the turd medallion. Put that on a t-shirt. Don't want to be the fool with the turd medallion. I want the real deal, the trophy, the anchor, Christ Jesus. That's what we speak. It's what we hold up. It's whom we serve. Lastly, 1 Timothy 6.20, this is the last scripture. So again, this is the Apostle Paul writing to Timothy. It says, Timothy, protect what has been entrusted to you, avoiding worldly, empty chatter and the opposing arguments of what is falsely called knowledge. Once more, much of what we're calling knowledge is not knowledge. It might sound smart. It might make you feel good in like a gross way. It's not knowledge. It's not. If it's not, if it's not bringing people to know him, it's not, it's not knowledge. I mean that. It's not knowledge. Speak knowledge. Speak life. Speak truth. Please, all these other things. Please, please, church, please, let's let the Spirit of God change Make us aware of what we're consuming and receive the invitation to consume that which he has for us. And to speak that. The world's had enough of the world. 
That's where I was when I, when I came to see Jesus. I was a participant in depravity and I had had enough. And there was something better. Let's show something better. Let's speak something better. Amen? The last thing I'll say about special knowledge It's leading a lot of people into pride, distraction, and division. It is. A lot of this special knowledge. Oh, you're not, you don't know what I know, and you need to know what I know, or else you're not what I know. The only thing I need to know and I need you to know is Christ Jesus. And then there's, you know, the way he impacts our lives, etc. and that's beautiful and great. But if it is disagreeing with, distracting, from or complicating the gospel it's not knowledge it's not knowledge it's something else again if it disagrees with distracts from or complicates the gospel did y'all hear me paul paul was super firm about this the gospel is what matters and church let's see this city change as we embrace him, as we eat, as we taste and see that the Lord is good, as we take his words and we eat them and they're the joy and the rejoicing of our souls, we'll be happy people. You guys, you can be happy. Did you know that? Some of y'all need to know that. We can be happy. Like, like this exists. I saw a photo from a year, like two years ago before everything seemingly went to hell. <laughs> and I was so convicted, y'all, because like the smiles on our faces were just so giant and genuine. And I was just like, I was like, oh my God, where's my smile? Where's our smile? Might sound, I'm not talking about some front cover book. I'm talking about like, Where's our genuine smile? When we look at people, are we just like everybody else? (laughs) Or are we like, do we have something different? I believe something's shifting. And it starts now, in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. Awesome. Well, here's our invitation for the week. Please, let's actually do this. Um, might not be comfortable, that's okay. One, listen to your conversations. Not telling you to police other people's conversations. Did you hear me? Listen to your conversations. Okay? Where do they go? How do they get there? I think as we start to see some of the trappings and the things that lead to the other things and this thing and this thing, we'll learn, we'll grow, we'll be able to shift. Take an inventory of what you are regularly consuming. I'd say this, what are you typing in the search bar? Maybe you don't even have to search anymore. Maybe now it's recommended. Talk about YouTube, holy smokes. YouTube will recommend you all sorts of stuff and it seems to get weirder and weirder and weirder. I made this video once. This will be the last thing. I made this video once for a, a company I used to work for called Big Dot of Happiness. 
Did you really? Yeah, so there's this, they had me come back, I was on tour, and they had me come back and record this video called How to Make a Diaper Cake. Y'all don't know this about me. I'm, I'm the king of constructing diaper cakes. I can make a diaper cake like you don't even know, okay? And there's, there's a video of it on YouTube, and I'm not playing with you. I think there's like half a million views on this thing. And I think the majority of them are like middle-aged women who need to like adjust their eyes because <laughs> they say some weird stuff in the comments. But one of my favorite things that it says, one of my favorite things that it says is, oh no, I'm on the really weird side of YouTube again. <laughs> And that made me like, I, I laughed. One of them was like, this dude needs to be punched in the throat. <laughs> and once you watch the video, you'll see why. But, but then the second one, yeah, I mean, there's more than two, but the second one that really got me is, oh no, I'm on the really weird side of YouTube again. So just as you find yourself on the really weird side of YouTube, take inventory. You know what I mean? Why am I here? What am I eating? What impact is it having on your heart? And how is it impacting the way that we talk?